It's exciting to get something new started here on Connect FM this morning. It's the debut of our Football Friday preview here on Connect FM. And I have with me Jeffersonian Democrat sports editor Rich Rhodes. He's also a contributor to D9and10sports.com. Rich, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Dan. It's been a long time since we've talked football together. This is uh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited about it and looking forward to a, a full season of this. And what we're going to do is uh, take a look at seven different teams from the Tri-County area. We're going to focus in on their games uh, coming up and talk about some key players and for each of those games. But to get to get things set up for us, Rich, things are a little bit different in the high school football landscape this season. Tell us about that. Well, since you and I talked football years ago, we, you know, we had the AML and the District 9 League and the KSAC. Those are gone. Um, the last cycle or two, this I think this is the third or fourth year. Actually, is it the, yeah, it's the third year where District 9 football is uh, separated into three different, they're calling it regions now. It used to be small school north and south and large school, but this, uh, this is the first year where they're going with three regions. And basically, it's separating all the district somewhat by class, but a mix of class and ability. And they're trying to make the schedules as competitive and keep uh, basically keep football going because some schools are you know having a rough time, so they go a certain place and and uh, and and they're they're trying to you know create the best situation there for football, uh, Dan. And it would include every team in the district with the exception of Kerwinsville and Clearfield. They're on their own. Irwinsville is in the Inter-County Conference, and Clearfield is playing in the Mountain League. Those are mostly District 6, and and Kerwinsville's uh, situation, some District 5 scheduling. So that really, and and I'll I'll give District 9 credit, a lot of of imagination and hard work going into making these schedules and conference setups. All right. Well, thank you for that. Let's uh, get into our previews now. Of course, coming up tonight on Sunny 106, it's uh, Brockway's debut. And they lead the season off going up against Kane. A lot of high hopes for Brockway this season. Yeah, the, the Rovers The Rovers were 4-6 and six last year, and we heard a ton about how many points they could score in, in the passing game. Um, Braden Fox, freshman, threw for over 2,500 yards. Uh, Blake Pasarczyk and Alex Carlson are some of his receivers back. Carter Hickman was was another skilled player. Uh, the key for them, as they, uh, if they're going to be a contender, which I think they will in Class A, um, they're going to need to play some defense and uh, shut some teams down. And um, they're very much uh, part of the mix with, and I would, I would include Port Allegheny and Red Bank Valley, the returning state runner-up, and uh, Union AC Valley on that short list of D- uh, D9 contenders. Kane, Double uh, A. Now they're both in the same region, and since we're, we're talking regions, as I did earlier, the region that uh, these two teams are in include Red Bank Valley, Port Allegheny, Kane, Keystone, Ridgeway, Smithport, and Union AC Valley. They'll play all those teams and determine a region champion. Uh, the media day uh, poll had Red Bank one, Port Allegheny two, and Brockway three. For the record, Ricky Zampona would be. The guy to watch for Kane, he'll likely be the quarterback, Landon Dar. Uh, he's one of the top receivers back in District 9. Okay, Dubois Beavers, they're coming off a 5-6 and six mark last year. They're welcoming in powerhouse Karn City from last season. The Gremlins going to be strong again? Uh, the Gremlins lost a lot of line, but the Gremlins are a strong program perennially, uh, continue to be very strong. They're looking for their third straight Class 2A title. They could very well do that, but they're going to have to do it with some new linemen. Um, they were 11-2 and last year. Quarterback Eric Brewer is back. Uh, you might see him throw the ball a little bit more. Luke Kramer, Micah Roop are, are some guys there that um, 
could be uh, could be factors on the skill position end of things. Now the Dubois, the Beavers, and Carn City are in the same region, along with uh, St. Mary's, Bradford, Brookville, Central Clarion, Monotot, and Punxsutawney. Uh, T.J. Winger's team was five and six last year, nearly won a uh, playoff game against uh, against Erie, and the Cameron Hayes is back at quarterback. Austin Mitchell, top returning running back. Um, the Beavers, the Beavers um, will will try to you know try to uh, be a factor in this division, and, and the, the 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 region coaches seem like they think they will be. All right, let's quickly uh, take a look at the uh, Brookville game coming up tonight. They play at Central Clarion. Yeah, it's another Region One game, as I mentioned earlier with that region setup. Uh, that game is going to be played at Clarion Limestone. Now, Central Clarion is a co-op between CL. Clarion and North Clarion, and uh, half their games are at Clarion University, half are at CL. This one's going to be at the CL Sports Complex. Davey Eggleton, head coach of the Wildcats, uh, they were four and six last year. Brookville was seven and four last year. Quarterback Jace Ferguson threw for over sixteen hundred yards for the Wildcats. They're going to be pretty good. I think. I think they have some nice. Uh, Nice skill position players. And Brookville, uh, Charlie Krug, younger brother of Jack, who threw for uh, all kinds of yards. Well, Charlie had 2,000 yards last year as a sophomore. Raiders are banged up a little bit. Braden Kuntzelman is one of their best players back. He's a, he's a wide receiver, so look for him to make some plays. And that could be an, an interesting game. If both teams are healthy this year, they will contend in that, in that region. Okay, Rich, Punxsutawney tonight is uh, hosting uh, a struggling program in Bradford. One of Punxsutawney's two wins last season was over the Owls. What do you see in that one? Good homework, Dan. They were 2-7. and seven. Uh, The Chucks were 2-7 and seven last year. Zeke Bennett is their ball carrier uh, workhorse for head coach Alan Nickel. He ran for 986 yards last year. 253 of those were against Bradford in their win. Zeke, uh, Zeke will, is looking to have a good season for them. Noah Weaver, the quarterback. Last winning season for the Chucks, 2014. I think the Chucks will have a winning season. I think they're going to... They're going to battle in there with that division. Uh, a lot of a lot of kids have been in this program a couple years. Alan Nichols is a very good coach. Mm. Um, Bradford, yes, you said struggling. They have lost 18 straight and 26 of 27 since going six and five and losing the last two games of the 2018 season. So yeah, they've got to prove they can get off the schneid before they can uh, contend for anything in that region. Now, a team that has not struggled in recent years or in recent memory, Clearfield, they are playing at Juniata. Juniata, for those who don't know, is in Mifflintown. Uh, the Indians of Juniata, they were 10-3 and last year. They did not play Clearfield. So this is kind of a, a mystery season, a mystery team on the schedule, at least for me so far. this is, a, I believe this is a non-league game for the Bison. Clearfield head coach Tim Chinoco is back. He is still there. He has a quarterback, a new quarterback, Will Domico, and then a couple running backs, a leading rushers back, Brady Collins, Carter Chamberlain, a lot of linemen back as well. So I'm not going to be surprised at all for a good season coming out of Clearfield. But this could be a tough game. Uh, Juniata brings back a handful of kids that uh, contributed in key positions last year. Could, uh, that, that one could be an interesting game. They were 10-3, and three, so that, that could be a good one. Let's preview the Golden Tide of Kerwinsville. They welcome in Myersdale. Well, they played them. They played them last year. Kerwinsville beat Myersdale thirty-five to six. Kerwinsville has some high, high hopes again. Last year, six and five, made it back to the playoffs, lost to the first round. They have a quarterback back, even though he doesn't have most of his skill players back. Dan McGarry, very good athlete. He'll run for a lot this year and probably throw for a lot. He threw for over twenty-three hundred yards. 
19 touchdowns. So the Tide uh, need to find some players to step into key roles alongside of uh, McGarry to uh, to have a season. But um, I, I think they're going to be looking for another winning season and perhaps contend a little bit more in, in Class A in District 9, even though they do not play one D9 team on the schedule. And our final preview this morning, Rich, uh, Ridgeway is hosting Port Allegheny. Ridgeway has lost a ton from graduation. Uh, looks like the quarterback's going to be Cameron Larkin. Uh, the Elkers are 8-4, and four, but uh, it's going to be a new look. But, again, they have won a lot of football games in several years here. So Mark Heindel's team, would n- I would not put, put it past them to uh, put together something. Now, they are in that region. They're not in the large school region where they've been the last couple years. They're down that region, too, with, which could be a really fun division. Uh, again, that's Red Bank, Port, Brockway. That's the order of finish that was predicted. And then Kane, Keystone, Ridgeway, Smithport, Union AC. I'm guessing the bulletin board has uh, Ridgeway not picked amongst the coaches' picks in the top three, so they'll be a contender, I think. But Port Allegheny will be, too. Uh, quarterback Drew Evans threw for over 1,800 yards. Uh, Blaine Moses ran for almost 1,000. Noah Archer is another playmaker. They were up 14 nothing on Red Bank in the district playoffs before Red Bank came back and beat them, and we know that Red Bank went to the state final. So that team has definitely uh, high hopes to contend in Class 1A. All right, Rich Rhodes, thank you. Valuable information and insight, and uh, we'll talk again next week on this Football Friday preview. Hey, nice being with you this morning, Dan.